Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Culture. Hey guys, uh, just another little mini-sode here, just to let you know what I've been up to. Sorry, it's a bit late. I've actually had a job interview at Google and uh, yeah, it's kind of thrown a bit of a spanner in the works in terms of um, trying to get the podcast out because I've just been trying to sort that out really. Um, I hope everyone is well and uh, yeah, what have I been doing? I went to see Joker, which I guess everyone has because now it's pushing over a billion dollar and I thought it was very good but I did walk in there with very high expectations and when people have said that it's one of the best films they've ever seen and it's a 10 out of 10, yeah, I didn't think it was as good as that. Um, but I did think it was it was very good. And I think it's quite interesting how um, it's kind of like, I think Scorsese was talking about it because he was, he was going to produce it for a while. And he's very much like Taxi Driver, which a lot of people have said. But it's less about, I think he put it right when he said it's less about the spark that initiated the character and more about the powder that was used. And I feel like it is very much that. Um, I might do an episode on it in the future, actually, uh, because I think it does address a lot of themes about mental health and you know what comic book um, films are. It might be something that, you know, people, uh, it might be a bit different from, um, might start a whole slew of, more serious kind of superhero, um, not superhero, you know what I mean, but like comic book um, characters and exploring a bit more about what's beneath them. Again, kind of making it a bit more gritty, a bit more reality um, is a good thing, I think, and it makes things a lot more interesting. So, um, yeah, so I did see that. Keep I've been watching more of The Americans, which I know to keep talking about the last few ones. I'm on the middle of season two now. And I don't think it's got any better. Um, it's got a little bit worse, if anything, but it's kind of weird how it's, I think, you know, and I'm not going to give any spoilers or anything, but um, I think it's strange how it seems to be that everyone knows each other. <laughs> it's only like, I feel like there's about eight people in the whole thing and they all seem to know one another. 
Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's good. It's still good, and I'm still I'm still enjoying it. Um, I completed Gears of War five. That was done in terms of the campaign, and I quite liked it. I think I would remember it a lot more than I do the other games because I think I feel like I can't remember what happened in any of the other games. I mean, four just about that's because it was so recent. But this one, I was like, yeah, I kind of know what happened, and that's very rare for me. Um, I quite enjoyed the open world nature of it, even though it was only like two small sections. It was kind of like Uncharted Lost Legacy, whereby it's kind of open world, but not really. Um, and yeah, graphics were great. Uh, I've got an Xbox One X, so that looked really good on my nice OLED TV, um, which is like probably the only thing I ever splash out on. And um, I've now started, I did a little bit of Devil May Cry 5, um, but I was like, I'm not really in the mood for this. So I actually started Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, which I've had sitting on my shelf for a while. And it's pretty good so far. I like the, the um, two previous ones. Not so much the Rise of the Tomb Raider, the second one. I really like the first one, Tomb Raider. <laughs> um, you know, and obviously this is the new stuff I'm talking about, Crystal Dynamics stuff. Um, and the first one was really good. The second one I didn't rate so much, but this one has been pretty cool so far. It's been a lot happening. But again, it feels like, this is like Uncharted. Like I just did a level where she's a kid and she's kind of climbing up her mansion um, and all this, like in this like, flashback thing. And I'm just like, yeah, they did this in the last Uncharted. Uh, and I didn't really like those bits either. So it's like, you know, come on, guys. It doesn't have to be exactly the same as Uncharted. You know, leave it be. Um, apart from that, I'm going to, I was going to, uh, Dan was going to come over this week. I mean, we're going to uh, watch film and record it live and have that as a kind of separate commentary track and also do an episode or two um, together whilst we're in the same room. Cause you know, in case you don't know, we don't actually record it in the same room. We're in different rooms, <laughs> in different cities. Um, so that's not going to happen now because uh, as you may have realized from the last episode of three hits and a shit, he was ill and um he's he's got worse he's not dying he just doesn't feel great so yeah put out um a little heartfelt um you know get well soon to him if you can remember he's a dreadful dan uh, dreadful discs and he's put up some more um videos on his youtube actually so uh yeah try and check those out if you can um and also we've got our youtube channel which is these episodes basically just put up um against a logo but uh, yeah, it helps um, when people are searching for it. Uh, I know there was a little bit of trouble with, um, in terms of Stitcher and also the Google podcast app, um, which hadn't been updating. So I think we had a, like a bit of a surge and I think that's been mainly because people didn't even realise there was new episodes coming out. So um, yeah, hopefully that's fixed now. So you know, welcome <laughs> and hello again. Uh, I'm going to make a bit more of... Um, a push on uh, social media about certain bits and pieces. Um, so just keep an eye out for that. Uh, this Sunday's episode, um, I will try and finish um, over the next couple of days and put that out because it's going to be, uh, yeah, the Everybody's Happy short story, which um, I've had around for a while and I, and I enjoy it. It's, a, it's like a, uh, what's it like? Like Total Recall, maybe a little bit. Um and I'm yeah looking forward to seeing what you guys think of it. I also want to know what you guys thought of a fool's mission uh, that I made. And yeah, please do get in touch. Tell me what you thought, and if you have any 
questions or anything like that, then great. Um, also, you know, do please sign up to our Patreon. I know people bang bang on about Patreon all the time. Um, I'm not going to feel guilty about it or anything like that because I do want to, it'd be nice to get to a point um, where all I do is this podcast and all I, all I do is write, write the stories, share them with you guys, um, you know, talk about the musings that I have on music and film and games and stuff that I'm actually doing and want to do in my day-to-day life and to be able to kind of write those stories and put them out there for you guys to listen to for free um, then you know it would be great if you could just make a small contribution on Patreon and I am trying to give you guys a bang for your buck as it were if you do sign up um, it's taken a bit of a fall recently uh, just I think because once the, once the main story finished um, a lot of people kind of dropped off um, because of that which is fair enough. And also if you remember, Patreon actually had a thing where they um, changed how they were paying. It was something weird, like, because you give a percentage, you know, you will sign up for however much and then Patreon take a percentage of that total. And then they changed it a while ago. And I don't know if you guys remember this, or if you saw this, whereby you pay, you're kind of dictating what you pay me and the other, you know, um, Patreon people that you've, whatever, uh, support. Um, but then it tells you how much you're paying Patreon themselves. So you're paying more, um, I believe is what it was. And it and people went crazy about it. I think this was a couple of years ago now. Um, and yeah, there was a massive fall of people um, from, from that. And uh, yeah, we lost a lot of patrons just through that alone because people weren't happy with the um, Patreon system that they brought back to um went back to the original uh, way of doing it because of this um but yeah we didn't really kind of get those numbers back so uh, that was a shame and i think that affected a lot of people as well so um if you were one of those people then it's gone back to how it how it was so you just do what you want you don't have to worry about the admin side of it um you know it's so weird it's really weird um how why they did that so stupid it's like, I think they're trying to be more transparent but it didn't work like that um so yeah please do uh sign up and yeah I'll be trying to give more stuff on that there's already a few exclusive episodes and there's also um uh I put up posts which are just for patrons as well so I want to obviously keep putting more stuff on that and have that as you know a nice um a, a nice way of being able to kind of give you guys more uh, stories, more background and, you know, things like that. But at the moment, um, I'm going to keep putting out content on it, but there's not many people who will be able to absorb it. So I really want to kind of, um, you know, kind of push that as much as possible. So again, please do go to patreon.com slash new winter and check it out there. Um, and again, Instagram at new winter, uh, tag me in stuff as well. Um, I remember there was a little while, where, uh, you know, people were making little Mr. Tooley um, things to do with the original story. And, uh, yeah, that's quite funny. So I want to see more of those if you guys have got it. Um, yeah, let's see what you're capable of. So in terms of uh, stuff for the future for A New Winter, uh, I will be reviewing with Dan, hopefully, if he feels better, uh, Joy Division's Unknown Pleasures album. Um, you know, because it's the anniversary of that this year as well. And also I went to see... Um, it was Joy Division at the Royal Albert well obviously not Joy Division um, as in uh, Peter Hook um, he's the bassist for Joy Division it was him and it's called Reorchestrated so it was basically Joy Division songs 
with him and a full orchestra at the Royal Albert Hall. And uh, truth be told, it's a bit him, actually. Um, you think, oh, wow, that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it was about 30% amazing, 20% good, 50% ugh. Um, for the main part that they had an Ian Curtis uh, lookalike guy who was great. He was really, I don't know who he was. I still don't know who he was. Um, and unless he goes around with, you know, Peter Hook when he does Joy Division stuff, or he's part of a tribute act, I have no idea, but he was spot on Ian Curtis. He's great. And, but the problem was, is that for some of the other songs, Peter Hook sang, which is fine because it's, you know, it's not hard stuff to sing really without sounding like a dick. Um, but then they got like, you know, these kind of, these, <laughs> these women, not in a sexist way, but obviously these classically trained women who sing in a very grandiose style. And I was like, this is not working. It's not supposed to be sung like this. And it sounds weird. Um, so that was quite strange. And some of the songs didn't really work with an orchestra, uh, truth be told. Um, and also, like on top of that, like they weirdly, they began with Love Will Tear Us Apart and they also ended with it. And I was a bit like, okay, like what? I'm hearing it again. But as it ended, it was a bit more like, it kind of made it a bit more epic. And what was really weird is there's obviously people in their like, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, I suppose, whatever, um, who were like chanting, you know, Love Will Tear Us Apart again and all this stuff, like a football chant, um, soccer chant, uh, you know, if all those Americans. And there's an element where you look at it and you think, why are they doing this? Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's not, it's not a football chant. It's about a man's, you know, heartbreak and how he just loves someone so much that it's actually, whatever, detrimental to their relationship and you know, the meanings behind that song. Um, and, you know, it's not supposed to be some kind of loutish, lager-filled, <laughs> big chant thing it's just weird so and I'm just like and it's that thing with art and I can't remember what the quote is I'm gonna kick myself for afterwards but where it gets to a point especially when it hits the mainstream where it loses all meaning and no one listens to the song anymore for what the song means or what's behind it they listen to it because it's familiar to them it's over familiar and so it becomes more about they, you know, they like singing it or they've added so much of their own shit to it over the years that it's not this piece of work anymore. It's something that, you know, is, is meant means something else for them, basically. So it's really interesting. But um, yeah, at that point, I was just like, I don't like this thing. I don't like this crowd really either. Um, like this is, you know... There's an air of melancholy. I know, like, people go, oh, Joy Division, you know, a bit more punky. Their live shows are really like, you know, and all this stuff. And I get it, and I understand that. I'm just saying it was a very strange sight to see these drunk, old, white, let's be honest, men, um, just chanting, love will tear us apart again, thinking there is not one air of, like, sadness... <laughs> like this joyous, jubilant thing. And I know like part of the song is the fact that it's, it does feel very jubilant, especially towards the end. Um, and I get it. I'm just saying that 
there was an element where I was like, I feel like the original intent of this song is not reflected here. Um, but maybe that's just me. But uh, yeah, the Ian Curtis guy was really good. And but so yeah, we're going to be doing Joy Division, Unknown Pleasures. So I'd recommend uh, listening to it um, back to back. It's only like 34 minutes long, I think. Um, and yeah, I'd be interested to see what you guys think about it. But also send it any stories that you have. Um, you know, if you've seen Joy Division live, you know, I want to hear about it. Or if you met Ian Curtis, I mean, wow. That'd be great. If you've got any um, any discussion points you think about the album, if you think it's not even that great, you know, you can say that as well. Um, and we'll try and give, you know, a lot of what we've picked up along the way with how the album was made and all this stuff um, when we do it. Because production-wise, there's a whole kind of story behind that as well, um, which, I won't, which I won't go into here necessarily. But um, I think, you know, it's quite interesting. Anyway, I'll stop banging on about that. But yeah, do let us know. Remember, you can email us at a new podcast at gmail.com. You can go to our Instagram, as I said, uh, which is a new winter, Twitter, a new winter, facebook.com slash a new winter. Um, if you want, watch them on YouTube. There's no, it's just a logo, but feel free. It could be nice. Make a change. If you're a YouTube premium, maybe that's how you, how you do it. Um, and yeah, big thank you as always for listening to the podcast. Do please tell everyone about it. Um, I really want to kind of push this as much as possible and I can only do that through the power of you guys because it's word of mouth these days, isn't it? Such a deluge of stuff, that's the word, um, that you know it kind of gets a bit lost and I want to share as much as possible with you. Uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoy the story that comes this week. Let me know, yeah, as I said, let me know what you thought of A Fool's Mission because I um, haven't had any kind of feedback about that yet. It's actually been, um, part one anyway, was one of the uh, most listened to episodes that um, we'd done for a while. So uh, people must have liked it. So thanks again, guys, and yeah, see you on the next one. Culture. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.